Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 40. When we last left the Whoop Whoop troop, Clubhead Silbeth and Wendell had returned to Merchant Harbor after having dinner with Farmer Kyle. Emery, what did you guys follow back to town? A zombie! Oh yeah, some spooky zombies. What was was strange about those zombies? Uh, Well, they were a couple of people that we uh, knew were alive, but, but then they were also zombies. So we figured that maybe they were people who had been brought back to life by Madam Schmoopy, and uh, then their corpses down underground or whatever maybe had been animated into zombies. Yeah, the Glory on Glory Seeker is, as far as you know, still actually dead. But uh, he would have died down in the mines, according to Alphonse Derpeder. So you guys tracked those two undead back to town. Uh, Brad, where did you track them to? The repository. Just as you broke through the boards on the back door of the repository, you discovered signs of a struggle inside. And then Sheriff Dandy Griffin came in for a landing. Aaron, why was he looking for Wendell? Uh, Batima had been having some problems back at her inn, and um, there was a a whole horde of people there freaking out. Um, the, The wrestling had been shut down. Uh, she farted. She started. What's her face? Started a fire. She farted. <laughs> she farted and started she a fire. A fire. I guess with farts. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you don't know if if it was her fart that started the fire. I guess it could have. You know. <laughs> That's the working theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buttercup started a fire at the Gilded Cane and Zark Coppertop got really mad and he kicked everybody out of the Gilded Cane. The wrestling gym is closed and Roger and Buttercup don't have any place to stay. The Dread Pirate Jed didn't have a place to stay. Mewdy got kicked out. No. The sheriff deputized all of you once again, took Wendell to the hillside inn to get to the bottom of all of that nonsense, and then Clubhead and Silbeth, you entered the repository, you located Madame Schmoopy. Emery, what did she tell you happened? Well, she told us that the zombies burst in and she just kicked their asses and that they were dead in her basement. Anything that you found there that leaves you with more questions than answers? Yeah, didn't we find something on their bodies? Yes, we found a key, a brass key on a necklace. That's right. Originally, we were pretending to be investigators, but then we actually (laughs) did investigate and found the key. You guys pretend your way into real (laughs) situations all the time. Yes. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) Silbeth has been thinking that over and thinks that that might be a key to a safety deposit box to get the money to resurrect uh, them. Oh. Back at the hillside inn, Wendell talks to Roger Oakcrest. Aaron, do you remember what he told you about what happened? He said that he left some money down at the Mebay Beach Estates where his house disappeared or sunk. Yep. And he went down to try to find that money. And then he and Jed went and got drunk and, and some gnolls beat the shit out of him and took the money. Yeah. You headed back to Schmoopy's repository then and you guys pushed her to tell you the truth. She insisted she was telling you the truth. She and the wizard Maddox used to be partners. When he became obsessed with uh, necromancy and investigating the mines and building his massive tower, she broke up with him. She was adamant that he sent those undead to kill her because she's been performing resurrections. Maybe, Maybe he doesn't like that. 
So you got into a heated exchange with her, and for the first time, Shmoopy seemed to get really rattled. And uh, like you said, she declared no resurrections until further notice. She's exhausted by all of this nonsense, and she sent you away. Next thing you know, uh, we find the corpse of our good friend Ice Cold lying in some brush. Still, Beth was so distraught that she became huge again. <laughs> Another wild magic surge. What did you find in the area around Bunny's body? Knoll tracks. That's right. Yeah. And we swore vengeance against the knolls. <laughs> you realized that Bunny DePayne had been dead for about a day and had been stabbed several times with what appears to have been a dagger. Whatever gold Bunny had was taken as well. But there is some good news. You've all advanced to fifth level. And with that advancement comes some very useful third level necromancy spells that Wendell can finally cast. What are they, Aaron? Animate dead and speak with dead. Yeah. Finally crack the code. What else is Wendell getting at fifth level? Two additional spells, Leoman's Tiny Hut Ooh. and Summon Undead. Nice. What does Silbeth get at fifth level? I also have two new spells. Ooh. Interestingly enough, one of them is a necromancy spell. <laughs> I took Dispel Magic and I took Vampiric Touch. Nice. Because we don't really have any healers. And I also got a special ability called Magical Guidance. So if I fail an ability check, I can spend a sorcery point to re-roll it. Nice. And how many sorcery points do you, do you have at fifth level? I have seven total, but two of them can only be used for meta magic. Okay. But I have five general use ones that can be used for my other abilities as well. Awesome. And what does Clubhead have that's new and exciting? Picked up some new spells. So first of all, gaseous form, which for him, I, I, I'm assuming he turns into like a cloud of spores. Mm -hmm. The second one that he gets from his circle of spores is, uh, believe it or not, animate dead. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're all we're all turning into necromancers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really foresee Clubhead using that one very much, um, but uh, I also picked up two other third level spells, and I gotta say, I I take offense to your saying that we don't have a healer because my right. two spells are Revivify and Aura of Vitality. Well, uh, I take that back. Yeah, I can I can do nice uh, heals, twenty d six of healing wow. with Aura of Vitality. And Revivify can bring somebody back from the dead if they died a minute ago or less. And Dion is with us. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey. hey. Unfortunately, Bun hey. Bun Yay. Bunny is a corpse, and the only thing he has is apparently crabs. <laughs> <laughs> he had those before he died, but they just translated over. At the end of our last episode, Wendell had just cast Speak with Dead. So you guys watch as Bunny's eyes open up, his pale dead eyes open up, and he sits upright and he is ready for your questions. Okay, you guys, we can ask uh, we can ask him five questions. Are you, uh, uh, I'm not going to say any questions though, I'm not going to ask you guys any questions because I'm afraid he'll answer them. And I, I, I've seen uh, I've seen this go wrong before. Well, what, sh what should we ask? Don't no, don't ask any questions. What if he? You can ask anything. Now there's only four questions left. <laughs> this was what I was worried about. <laughs> who who killed you? I was killed by a tiny knoll who I thought was the son of a larger knoll. Three questions remaining. Well, how about how about uh, why did they kill you? I found they had the treasure chest of Silbeth's parents-in-law. They wouldn't give it back. 
Did Don Goose have anything to do with it? I don't know. Hey, we got one more left. Let's let's go out of his circle of hearing for a second. Okay. Right, yeah, you guys can seclude yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Okay, you can't hear us. Uh, what What do you think the last question should be? Do we want to ask anything about what's going on with Zark Coppertop? We kind of know what's going on there because of the fire that was started by the fart. <laughs> or would he not even know that at this point? Hmm. We could ask if he has any last wishes about what we would do with his body. Yeah, that's true. Should we ask if he learned anything else about Maddox? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We could also ask him just like, what new things have you learned since we saw you last? Let's try that. Oh yeah. Like, did you have anything you wanted to tell us before you died? Yeah. Go ahead, clubhead. Oh, um, did you have anything you wanted to tell us before you died? Yes. <laughs> and he falls oh. limp on the ground. <laughs> Shit, damn it. <laughs> Why did you phrase it like that? Uh. Inspiration to Clubhead. Oh. He wanted to tell us something. Oh. Oh. I, I'm a slightly frustrated. One emotion for me. Right, roll it. Roll that emotional damage. On a one, you surge. Nine. You're frustrated, but it passes. Uh. And uh, Bunny's body is still lying there in front of you, motionless. <laughs> well, I think it's time to use the other thing I learned and at least bring his body back to us so that he can come with us until the time where he could be re reanimated. You think we can convince Schmoopy to to resurrect him? I'm sure that she'll do it for more chocolate or something. Yeah. Do, do we do we pay her to do that? Uh, she said we had free ones coming. Yeah, so yeah, we we could convince her. If she sure. honors her agreement, then she'll bring him back. For the moment though, I'm just gonna animate him. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> this is gonna feel weird. Let's see, um, I'm gonna need a drop of blood. Can I have some of your blood, Silbeth? Uh, <laughs> all right, sure. <laughs> Ophidians uh, also have the ability to squirt some blood from their eyes, so I, <laughs> I, I, squirt, I squirt some eye blood at you. <laughs> and a little piece of your skin. Can you squirt some skin from your eyes, too? <laughs> no, but, but I, I can shed my skin sometimes. Here, I just peel off a long piece of dead skin. Horrifying. Oh, 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 God, oh. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I have plenty. Turns out you're the perfect person to ask for these weird things. <laughs> what other spell components do you have on your body for me? Don't get any ideas. <laughs> okay, here I go. He's what it. He's about to and as you utter the magical words in the most adorable way possible to bring about one of the most horrific events possible, <laughs> Zom Bunny is born. Uh, Bunny, hey, what's that thing you wanted to tell us before you died? Oh, he, he won't be able to talk now. He, yeah, he can only do that. Uh, he, he's not going to be able to answer questions. That's not how it works. Oh, well, here, here. Um, I give him a stick. 
Draw it in the sand. Write it out. You can't even <laughs> hold on to the stick. Look. <laughs> this isn't a, an ordinary zombie. He can hold on to things. When Bunny died, his club seat, the club seat that he usually carries on his back on a strap, the thing that he sits on from time to time, and also beats enemies with, uh, that's still lying there. And he can grab that. Uh, This is a zombie that has just little hints of what Bunny DePayne used to be. It's not Bunny DePayne. It's, uh, you know, a foul mimicry of life, as the spell states. But... Uh, he is capable of functioning at a slightly higher level than your average zombie. Oh. Yes, yes, this is th- this is what I always hoped. What I always hoped. One more step and I, I might be able to permanently inflict this upon... I mean, uh, use this on people and bring them back forever. Eternal life. Wendell, you make good zombies. Yes, let's give him his club. I'm finding all this a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take another level of emotion. Uh, you're up to two now. Uh, go ahead and roll that again. Two! Oh, no. <laughs> oh. uh, and away we go. He's going to become big, huge again. Big, big, big. Uh-oh. Oh, cripes. Oh, Here we go. Well, Here we that's go. the end of the adventure. Bye, everybody. Oh, oh dear. So, Silbeth is shaken by seeing her close friend, Bunny DePayne, uh, brought back as a zombie. Yeah. And it's that emotional level that causes a surge. And this surge is that Silbeth casts Fireball as a third level spell centered on herself. Oh boy. (laughs) Unfortunately, you're all sitting and standing next to one another. Uh Uh-oh. I almost took Counterspell, but I don't know if I could have done that on myself. You could have. You could uh, have. <laughs> Counter your own uh, spell. <laughs> uh, All right. Here we go, folks. 8d6. Oh, boy. Dex, dex saves here? Yeah. Hmm. I think it might be time to use Inspiration. I will use Inspiration as well. What is your spell save DC for Silbeth, Brett? 15. I got a 15? I have a 17. Oops. I still only got a 5. Ew. Okay. Well, that was a waste. Oh, no. So Clubhead makes the save. Wendell does not. Using inspiration, Silbeth makes the save. All right. Zombunny would also make the save, Dion. So if you want to ro- give me a dexterity. <laughs> a, a, a natural natural one. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a zombie, so I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he was literally sitting on the ground at her feet. Uh, all right. So... I'm going to give each of you the opportunity to roll your own damage, uh, since 8d6 fire damage on a failed save might be different for each of you based on where you're standing. Uh, so go ahead and roll 8d6, each of you, and we'll figure out if any more of you have died. All right, here we go. Wow. Here's the first four, second four. Uh, yeah, I have... Uh, 18 for me. My zombie currently has four hit points. Ooh, 29 points. Oof. Nice. Well, I rolled three ones. I take 12. Okay. Clubhead instinctively will react to this fireball engulfing him. You guys see a whole bunch of dormant fruiting bodies on his body sprout up and spew spores that burn up around him, creating sort of like a shield. Uh, He's casting Absorb Elements. He can do that as a reaction when he takes 
damage, basically elemental damage. Nice. And it gives him resistance. Wow. None of you are unconscious. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. We all lived, but we're all screaming. (laughs) (laughs) What part of Wendell has no hair anymore? Uh, His ass. (laughs) Oh, no! Hairless ass. Looks like a a baboon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, your cheeks are all burnt and red. It's horrible. Ah, ah, why did you do that? I, I, what's I'm wrong so with sorry. you? I'm so sorry. I take another uh, level of emotion because I'm so sorry about what happened. <laughs> ah. <laughs> right, Here we take, go. You take another one. fireball. Yes. You've reset. Oh, now you got to roll again. Right, On a one, you surge again. Oh, Ted's two ones. Yes, just two ones together. <laughs> you resist the surge you are back at you're you're at one level of emotional stress buddy are you okay oh no uh he's he's still he's still walking or shambling oh good <sighs> oh my god this is the first time that a surge has like hurt my friends so it's crazy to me if that would have happened at, at level 4 it probably would have killed some of you probably okay it would probably. Have. if we hadn't just advanced minutes ago i would be dead wow you guys got really messed up by that yeah wendell has 3 hit points silbeth down to 20 clubheads at 37 and zom bunny what are you at 3 4 4 <laughs> <laughs> all right so a couple of you could go for a short rest uh, at the very least and you could go into town if you wanted to although you do have a zombie with you and you were all hit by a fireball so you kind of look like you've been hit by a fireball Zombunny's clothing what's left of it is basically just singed rags at this point inflammable loincloth luckily so <laughs> okay well we need to go and talk to madam schmoopy right yeah. we gotta get him brought back to life for real we need to go now before i get emotional again yes yes we definitely do we're gonna have to cover him somehow H- hide him but what are we gonna do with him does anybody have a disguise kit no, I don't believe so. Nope. Well, if you were to try to, like, decorate him or disguise him and make him seem like maybe he's still alive, uh, that would be a performance check. And, uh, you know, somebody could help with that, get advantage on it that way. I still have a plus two on my all my charisma checks. Oh, dear, do you? Yep. I don't think it's been two weeks. No, it hasn't. That's cool. Plus one with my negative. Does anyone have a good uh, charisma check? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's my... That's my core skill. Oh, that's your thing. Yeah, so yeah. you should do that and we'll help you. All right. Silbeth, can you disguise him? Maybe give him some sun- sunglasses and a, a Hawaiian shirt. Wait, you guys are going weekend at Bunny's? No. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have much of a choice unless we just want to leave him wandering around the countryside, right? I mean, he is under Wendell's control, more or less. And, and you said he's a little bit more intelligent. He seems more intelligent than normal zombies, right? Kind of like how Skull was. Yeah, he definitely moves... With more dexterity. We could we should short rest and then you should try to disguise him. That's probably a good idea. Alright. Let's short rest then. And if you guys really need some healing, I got uh, aura vitality I can cast. Uh so for Zombunny, because he's uh, sort of a reduced version of himself, you would have three hit dice at your disposal. D8s. I'm back up. Yeah, if I don't I don't want to spend all my hit dice, so if you can heal me, I'm still halfway down. Still halfway down, eh? Oh, he's halfway down. Wow! Burned by a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, well, halfway for you isn't really that much, so I'm just gonna cast good berry here. Yes, give me a tasty snack. Here, have nine berries. Oh, wow. How much do I get? Each one is worth one hit point, sir. Better than nothing. I hope you like mushrooms! I thought you were gonna make berries. No, these are like, they look like berries, but when you bite into them, they're salty and mushroomy. Oh, yuck. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Umami. All right, so how do you decorate or how do you clothe Zom Bunny to make him seem like he's alive? Um, I'm gonna like fashion my bedroll into a kind of a, a hooded cloak. <laughs> okay. So he just kind of looks like looks like a monk, maybe. All right, sounds like it could work well. Give me a performance check. Twenty. <laughs> ah, twenty. Excellent. So Clubhead and Wendell, as you're looking at Silbeth's handiwork, you all believe that to the casual observer, Bunny DePain would not appear to be a zombie. Zombie Bunny, of course, can't speak, uh, but I really want to know what Dion is thinking about all this. <laughs> um, I think this could not have went better. Like, uh, the weekend at Bunny's is phenomenal. The fact that I almost got burned up is excellent. I'm just having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best afterlife I could have been involved in. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, watching this as an outsider, and you, you see us, you know, uh, finding a dead body, standing around and thinking about it, reviving the dead body after we answer some, an ask it some questions. <laughs> then uh, one of our party members just explodes with a fireball for no reason. But very short, very shortly after I became really large. <laughs> and then, like, we start dressing up the corpse uh, like a sleeping role. Like, if this was a movie, I'd be like, uh, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> but... Funny. It's your it's your movie. Uh, yeah, you you've made it stupid, guys. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So your options are: you can go back into town, you can go talk to Schmoopy, you could go investigate things at the Gilded Cane, or you could go to the Greasy Lizard or whatever. Uh, you you still haven't spoken directly with the Dread Pirate Jed. Uh, he you you did see him, Wendell, at uh, the Hillside Inn, but he did seem to be you know, still injured and kind of out of it, but you didn't talk to him. What do you say, boys? Do we split up or do we all have the one purpose? I feel like I should talk to Schmoopy. Yeah, I don't. I think we should not drag uh, Zombunny around. Uh, keep, keep that as short as possible. One of us could go talk to Jed, though, and try to get the story and start getting a line on the knolls while we get Zombunny revived. Okay. So I'll go talk to Dread Pirate Jed and ask him where the Knowles is? You want to do that, Clubhead? Okay, I could do that. All right. I am going to check out the bank. You you need to go to a bank for... I want to see if this key wor works in any uh, lockboxes. Uh, there's not really a bank in town. Okay. If a person came to visit and needed to stash some valuables, they'd probably go to Alain. Yeah, that's a good assumption. Either Alain Coltan is going to have a safe or a vault, or Zark Coppertop, or Don Goose. Okay. Your wealthiest merchants in town would probably have some place that you could stash your wealth while you're in town. I'll head there then. So Silbeth heads to see Yolan Kaltan, Clubhead heads to the Hillside Inn to talk to Jed, and Wendell and Zombunny go to the repository, is that right? Yes. Silbeth, since you're closest to where you're going, uh, we'll have you arrive at Alan Kaltan's office first. And when you approach, you notice that there is a closed sign hung up on the door. 
Is there a window on his door? Uh, not on the door, but on the front of the building there is, yes. I'll just kind of peek in the window to see if I see anyone. It's late morning, and uh, if there was somebody inside, you would probably see that the curtains were open. You could, might be able to see somebody moving around. But as you approach and look in the window, uh, the curtains on the inside are drawn closed, and you don't see any light or movement coming from within. Have I learned in my time on the island where this vault is in comparison to the front entrance? It's only a two-story building. You know Alain Coltan's office is on the second floor. Okay. You did hear from Wendell that Alain Coltan was at Schmoopy's earlier in the morning looking for her. He is pretty upset because he doesn't know what happened to Celine Whiteheath. She and he have an agreement that uh, if something happens to her, he's got to go see Schmoopy. Okay. Yeah, you know that he is aware that something happened with Celine Whiteheath. He believes you might be involved in it, all of you, but uh, he's unsure. Okay. Well, I'll knock on the door. You knock on the door? Yeah. Nothing happens. Okay. If this key is to something in his vault, I doubt I can get in the vault, so... I guess I'll head to the repository. While uh, Wendell and Zombunny were heading in that direction, Clubhead, you kind of split off from them and headed north. Uh, on the north edge of town is where the Hillside Inn is. And as you arrive at the Hillside Inn, none other than Jed the Dread Pirate is walking out the front door. Oh! And uh, he's drunk, of course, and uh, he sees you. Oh, this my old friend, Club. Foot. <laughs> uh, no, it's club head, actually. Arr, um, of course it is. Yeah. Hey. I need to speak to Bunny immediately. Oh, really? Why? This is a very private matter, sir, for I have brought shame and humiliation to Orlando's gym, the great name of Bunny DePain. <gasps> so please, take me to Bunny DePain. Uh, okay, sure. Um, well, I know exactly where he is. You want to come with me? Yes. Okay. By the way, um, do you know anything about any gnolls? Yes, I indeed do. Oh, boy, I can't wait. Well, yeah, you should definitely confess this all to Bunny. Yeah, I'll take you right there. Okay, follow me. Don't trip. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> About the same time that's happening, Wendell and Zombunny are making their way over to see Madame Schmoopy, and you encounter, there in the street, Rokan Raskog of Rokan's Respite, the grizzled old road elf who used to manage a bunch of bards back in the day, and he is approaching you. Thanks to Silbeth's very good performance check, she got that 20, <laughs> it's going to take an astute observer to realize that there's something up with Bunny. <laughs> I'm gonna give Rokan a check here in secret. Okay. Hey, Wendell. Uh, hey, Bunny. <laughs> did, did I just hear Zom Bunny growl at him? Yeah. Yeah, growl. Yeah. He he looks at Zom Bunny, and and he kind of squints his eyes. Are you feeling okay, mate? You look terrible. <laughs> He's very hungover. You don't want to talk to him right now. He's been having a, a hell of a time. Oh, well, you come back to Rokane's rest, but I'll give you a bit of the hair of the dog a bit, eh? <laughs> yeah, that would probably help, definitely. Yep. Appreciate the offer. Yep, see? He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> and you look terrible, too. Would you get caught on fire? Just sit down in a campfire, did you? Yeah, I've got uh, I got a little hair singed on my on my buttocks. 
little accident with one of my friends, ironically. But uh, you know, it happens. Friends, friends. Uh, sometimes your worst enemy. Have you guys seen that my my bard, Argus Hawksong? You said you would find him. Oh yeah, Argus Hawksong. Right. Um. Hmm. No, haven't seen him recently. But we the search is still on. We're always looking. Well, uh, I, I got to be moving along, but uh, yeah, like I said, if you come back and see me at Rokane's Respite and go look for that bard, I really need him back. Okay, we'll get right on that. <laughs> All right, about that same time, you see Clubhead coming down the street with the Dread Pirate Jed, and Silbeth uh, rejoins your party as you're approaching the repository. Jed sees Bunny, and uh, let me see if he has... <laughs> Any idea here? Nope. That is a natural one. <laughs> he approaches Zombunny and, and kind of like brushes past all of you and he says, Mr. DePayne, I have brought great shame and humiliation to your gym and your name. Uh, I must confess my sins and come clean about them nose. Oh, please don't judge me yet. I am, <laughs> I, I am stealing my resolve, good sir, to tell you that I used to be a fearsome pirate. Me and my crew, we was the scourge at Crow Island for many years. But I let it go to my head. I got caught up in the demon rum, and in my drunkenness, I made a deal with the land called Tan to not attack his ships in exchange for my personal enrichment. My crew found out, Bunny, uh, that I had betrayed them, and the pirate code called for my mutiny. And the Knoll Bros were part of that mutiny, Bunny. Oh. They were set to throw me overboard when all of a sudden that darn dragon turtle slammed into my ship. Next thing I knew, I was floating on some planks in the ship was under the waves. I figured all my crew had perished. So when I washed up on the shore here, I told everybody I sacrificed me ship to kill the dragon turtle. Then when I seen them Noel bros yesterday, my desire for revenge took over. It was my downfall. I got beat up so bad, and Roger got beat up, and his life savings been took by them knolls. I've been lying to everyone, because I was afraid. I ain't gonna be afraid no more, Bunny to pain. And he starts weeping at, at Bunny's feet. <laughs> One grunt means he forgives you. Mm, blessings to be, blessings to me. <laughs> Good for him. Thank you for forgiving me, Bunny. <laughs> but only if you go into rehab. <laughs> I'll get all my effects in order. I will I will stop drinking now. And he shuffles off, stumbling. Does seem like he has turned a corner. Uh, that dread pirate jet. Wow. All right, so do you continue on to the repository? <laughs> yes. Everybody give me a perception check. Eight. Uh, I got a total of 20. 21. Just had to one-up you, Clubhead. <laughs> we checked the, the back door. You guys go around to the back door uh, where you had found that the door had been damaged and then it was like boarded up on the inside and uh, the boards are nailed back up onto the back door. But there's something that you missed the first time 
And as you look on the ground, around the back door, you see Noel footprints. What? They're older than the first time we were here? Yes. Uh, the Noel footprints are there, and the zombie skull and zombie Glorion footprints are on top of them. Okay. Interesting. So sometime before those zombies got here, the Knolls were here. Ooh, okay. I want to track these 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 footprints and see where they came from. Clubhead made a survival check with guidance, got a 21. 24. Mm. Wow. Okay, so Clubhead, you're using guidance and a survival check to look around outside the repository to find out where the Knoll tracks came from or maybe led yeah. to. And then, Silbeth, you notice that the boards have been nailed back up to secure the door that had been broken down on the back of the repository, but there are cracks in between those boards, and you're able to peer in. You can't see much, but you do look inside of the kitchen area of the repository, and that's where you notice a dirty knoll footprint on the floor. Uh, <laughs> I say, boys, these knolls went into the repository. Yeah, and who broke the door down in the first place? Was it the zombies or was it the gnolls? Clubhead, as you quickly follow the tracks, which, you know, there aren't a ton of them, but as you quickly follow the tracks, you can't really tell where they came from. Oh. But you can follow them after they left Schmoopy's place. They lead across the thoroughfare, through town, and directly into the Greasy Lizard. <gasps> Why wouldn't Madam Schmoopy tell us that there were gnolls in her place? Do we want to interrogate her and ask her more questions? It seemed to sort of stress her out. Right. Perhaps we should just, you know, ask her to bring back Bunny and not mention these gnolls. Make her think that we don't know that she's involved with them. Yes, I think we keep it under wraps for now because we just need her to resurrect our friend. Yeah, then we go to the Greasy Lizard and, and ask there. We'll get the gnolls to tell us what's going on. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. They'll pay. All right. We ready to knock on the door? Yes. Yes. Let's all knock together. You all knock together, even Zombunny. <laughs> and uh, there's plenty of knocking. Like, if anyone is in this building, they heard you knocking clearly, but nobody is answering the door. Yeah, that never really worked ever before with her. Schmoopy, you promised us a resurrection. We need your help. Give me a persuasion check, Wendell. I'll give you advantage. Okay, I got a 19. You hear footsteps coming toward the back door, and Schmoopy's voice can be heard on the other side of the door. I told you no resurrections until further notice. Yes, but you also told me that you would give us a resurrection if we needed it. So which of those deals uh, cancels out the other one? I can't perform resurrections. I'm exhausted. Well, we have a dead friend. I'm terribly sorry about that, but I cannot help you. Poopy, when will you no longer be exhausted? It's Schmoopy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know when I'll be able to help you. <sighs> can we can we leave our dead friend here with you then in the meantime? No, it's best that you go on your way. I'm making an inside check here, if you don't mind. I rolled a 24. With a 24, you can tell that she would help you if she was able to help you. But the fact that she's exhausted is not the reason she can't help you. Yeah. Okay. What's really going on here, Sh Madam Schmoopy? Do you need more chocolate? <laughs> no. We can help you, Schmoopy. We're the Whoop Whoop Troop. I need you to 
Go find some gnolls. They have something I need. Okay, you rest easy, Schmoopy. We'll go find him. Thank you. Do you want to tell us what it is that they got that you need so that we can make sure to bring it back? It's a magical rod. I need it to prepare. I need it to prepare. It's a very important component. Okay. Well, we'll get that for you. No problem. Okay. Go make yourself some tea and relax. Silbeth really wants to say, I got your magical rod right here, but she's going to refrain from that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Inspir- inspiration for Silbeth. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, I, I, well, guys I, I don't think that she's telling the truth, but I, I think that if we do actually go get this rod, maybe maybe she'll bring Bonnie back. She's telling us some version of the truth, but, but not the full truth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's go look for some gnolls. The greasy lizard. Oh, God. With Zombunny in tow, uh, you guys head into the Greasy Lizard. The last time you were here, of course, you uh, cast a spell, hold person on Don Goose, and you beat the crap out of him. Yep. And Don Goose made his vow of revenge pretty clear, especially against Bunny, yep. Clubhead, and, and Wendell. Silbeth wasn't quite as involved in that battle. Yeah. So you stroll into the Greasy Lizard, and there's Don Goose behind the bar. He turns his head. He sees you enter. He scowls, <laughs> and he's going to have a chance to roll versus versus the 20 that uh, Silbeth got on her performance check to determine if there's something different about Bunny DePayne. Aha. And he rolled a seven. <laughs> I don't know how long our weekend at Bunny's ploy is going to work. <laughs> hey, look at these guys over here coming into my place. You're going to get a beating, Bunny. I told you. Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> Crap. I mean, what's he going to do? Kill him. <laughs> Deal. So the turn order is Clubhead first, then Zombunny, then Don Goose, Wendell the Wombat next, and then uh, Silbeth. Now this is about noon at the Greasy Lizard. It's uh, as much of a lunch rush as you might expect there. Just a handful of people eating soup and drinking booze. Uh, but Don Goose is ready to throw down. Uh, Clubhead, you get the jump. What do you do? Ah, boy, what a day. What a day not to have whole person prepared. Only I knew we were going to go to Don Goose's place. It would have been freaking hilarious to do it twice to him. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm I'm just going to say, Wait, Don! Hey, we're not here to fight! Uh, And he's sick anyways! You wouldn't hit a sick guy! Give me a persuasion check. Okay. I'll use my inspiration. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely hostile towards you. I got an eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. He doesn't really pause. He <laughs> just keeps trucking towards Zombie. Yeah. Anything else for Clubhead? I will bonus action shillelagh, and then that's it for me. Okay, so I made a little mistake with the turn order because Zombunny doesn't have his own turn. He shares Wendell's turn because Wendell is in control of him. Dion, you can make all the rolls, but uh, Wendell's turn is essentially your turn. Oh, true, true. Don Goose is next in the turn order, and he approaches Bunny with his massive fist clenched, and this burly white dragonborn flexes every muscle in his upper body, winds up, and uppercuts Bunny. <laughs> that is a 17 to hit. <clears throat> the uppercut lifts Zom Bunny off his feet. <laughs> you fly up into the air so high that your head hits the ceiling. <laughs> you take another point of bludgeoning damage from that. 
So a total of nine points of bludgeoning damage. What? <laughs> Sounds cool. Now it's Wendell's turn, and uh, by extension, Zombunny's turn. What does Wendell do? Okay, Zombunny uh, like sprawled out on the floor. What's going on with him? I would say he still retains enough dexterity that you know you get uppercutted into the ceiling and you fall down and you land on your feet. Ah. So you're still on your feet. Do I have to verbally command him? Mentally. Mentally command him to fall back on the ground and be dead. Do you do wait a minute? Do you end the animate dead spell or do you just command him to play dead? You can't. It's a animate dead is an instantaneous spell, which means that it happens and then it's no longer a spell anymore. Like he he, he just is undead now. Okay. He's now just a non-magical corpse walking around. There's no magic anymore. For 24 hours. Okay. Um, yep, I just command him to uh, lie, uh, to fall back on the ground as if he's dead. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, you've killed him! <laughs> you killed Bunny! <laughs> Alright, give me a deception check. <laughs> With advantage, because Bunny's kind of helping. Yeah, because he's dead. <laughs> Natural 20! With that, we go to Silbeth's turn, and uh, Don Goose is still processing what was just told to him, but what are you going to do? What's Silbeth going to do? Okay, so the zombie's just on the ground playing dead right now? Yep, motionless. I'm going to rush over to Bunny and say, Bunny, are you all right? (laughs) Performance check. I'll give you advantage on this, too, since you guys are all working uh, as a team. 19. Amazing, 19. (laughs) You guys are out of combat because all of a sudden Don Goose stands with mouth agape. Oh, no. I told you he was sick. I said it. Hey, simmer down, uh, guy. <laughs> Everyone heard it, right? Look, I told you. I told you it was going to happen. We All we did was we we maybe humiliated you a little bit. We didn't kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh. Well, you just killed our friend. Hey, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean... Uh, is this legal in this town? That you can just kill our friend and get away with it? Hey, hey I'm the one and only Don Goose. <laughs> you come into my joint, you start trouble, then there's going to be trouble. That's the rules around here. What are you going to do? You going to go tell, tell on me? Tattle to the sheriff? <laughs> that guy's probably sleeping. He's always sleeping. Something wrong with that guy. I'm going to do a medicine check. I'm going to, like, take his pulse. Oh, natural 20, 27. Holy shit. Uh, he's fine. You just, uh, drag him on the street, splash some water on his face. Uh, he'll be fine, you know? He's got no pulse. Look, his jaw's dislocated. I don't need this kind of trouble in my joint. I always tell people, go outside if you're going to fight. <laughs> uh, nipple clap, come here. I need your help. Nipple clap, Jackson, the sketchy floomf that uh, works at the uh, Greasy Lizard comes floating over. <laughs> oh, dear Don, what have you done? A nipple clamp oh. floats over Bunny's body. Let's see if nipple clamp can determine what's going on here. Uh, that is a five for the perception check. <laughs> oh, Don, you've killed Bunny to pain. Oh, uh, can you stabilize him, Clubhead? No, he's straight up dead. I, it, and the only person who can bring it back is Schmoopy. And guess what? She's not bringing people back from the dead right now. Oh, dear Don. Hey, you go back behind the bar. We got to clean up this mess. Have either of you seen a couple of gnolls? Yeah, I got a couple of gnolls in here yesterday. I told them to get lost. They tried to fight uh, being beat up uh, 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 that old drunken pirate guy and that other fella. Don kicked them out into the street and then they beat those two fellas up. 
Well, had you ever seen them before? Do you know who they are? Where they went? No, never seen them before. Where are they now? Oh, I don't know. I looked out the window and they were leaving. They were headed south. 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 Yeah, which is which tracks with where you found Bunny's body. Yeah. So it seems like what you've pieced together so far is that the Knowles went to Madame Schmoopy's. They stole something from her, and then they went to Don Goose's tavern, the Greasy Lizard. They got in a scuffle with the drud pirate Jed and uh, Roger Oakcrest. They beat them up, stole stole Roger's treasure chest, and then headed south. And it was headed south on the trail toward Me Bay Beachside Estates that they encountered Bunny DePayne, and a fight ensued and Bunny died. From there, you don't know where they went, but they were headed south. And based on what you know, the only two things that are south are Me Bay Beachside Estates and... The Alamo. Uh, the dragon, dragon turtle? turtle carcass. Ding, ding, ding. The corpse of the dragon turtle. Mm. Ah, knew it. All right, well... I hope you consider us even now after you've done this. We're going to take the body of our friend and we're going to head out. Yeah, that's right. We're even now. Remember this. No more fooling around with Don Goose. <laughs> Boom, baby. I win. We're going to see if if he can be saved and resurrected and we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. You got problems with that? You come back, I'll get you a free drink. Excellent. That solves everything. <laughs> we'll expect free drinks whenever we come in here now. So you guys go outside, you drag Bunny's body out, you carry him, what do you do? Yeah, we're going to drag his body out into the street. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, maybe just get, we'll drag him far enough away that Don Goose can't see us anymore, and then Bunny, Bunny will hop up. Oh, Goose. <laughs> Zom Bunny hops up onto his feet, a little worse to wear. Yeah, probably broke his jaw, but uh, he wasn't using it much anyway. How are you feeling, Zom Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Just then, you hear the sound of church bells coming from near the docks. What? Which is strange. You didn't even know there was a church bell down there. But there is, and it's being rung. And you hear yelling and screaming coming from the docks, which are not far from you. Oh, boy. Everybody give me a perception check. Okay. A natural one. Twelve. Twenty-one. Clubhead. You're not even sure what a bell is. For some reason, that was never part of your programming. What's this strange sound? It's terrifying. It's a bell, Clubhead. He goes all Quasimodo. Yeah. Silbeth, you are able to hear enough of what people are screaming to know that something is attacking down at the docks. Wendell, though, uh, you hear this bell, and it takes you back in time to when you were a kid growing up with the wombat folk. Sometimes a wombat folk would ring a bell when there was a predator approaching from the sky. Everybody would have to run and dive into their uh, their little wombat holes. <laughs> and you look up instinctively to see if there's a predator coming, and you see the sheriff, Dandy Griffin, soaring overhead. And he's moving, he's really trucking, and he is headed toward the docks. Let's run to the docks towards that terrifying, unknowable sound. We better find out what's going on. It could be predators from the sky. Uh, perhaps a hawks or oh. maybe a crow. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it does, it does kind of sound like an alarm bell. It just, All right, well, let's get down there. That's the type of animals that attacked us when I was a kid. You run toward the docks, and as you approach, there is a tower, a small tower near the docks, and there is a bell at the top of the tower, and somebody, a person who works on the docks, is standing there ringing this bell. Get away from the docks! It's coming in! It's coming in! And you hear 
violent popping and shattering of wood. Before you see anything, you hear this sound echoing through town like thunder. And as you reach the docks, you see that two large ships are in the bay. One of them is heavily damaged and partially submerged already. Panicked crew members diving into the water, swimming away from the wreckage as fast as they can. You see Tag Pub 7, the four-armed construct, standing at the end of the pier, glaring out into the water, looking for something. And then you see an enormous dark form gliding through the water just under the surface. It rises from the waves as it approaches the remaining ship, its gaping maw wide open as it takes a huge bite out of the vessel. Screams fill the air as the ship catches fire. It's a dragon turtle. <gasps> but as you look onward in horror, you see its exposed skull under a massive head wound. And as it raises one of its clawed flippers to smash at the burning vessel, you see large flaps of flesh hanging off its leg. This is an undead dragon turtle. <gasps> Roll initiative. Oh my. If only we had gone to visit its corpse ages ago. And that is episode 40 of the Valley of Green Gold. Thank you very much for your patience over the holidays. That recharge time was amazing, and I really needed it, and I am very grateful for it. Got to play a ton of Mario Kart with the kids, got to play some D&D with the kids, with Chris. It was a blast, and so my batteries are fully charged, and we are on a roll. Episode 41, the Whoop Whoop Troop versus Gamera uh, will be coming out as quickly as possible, and then we're going to hit you with episode 42, and it is a doozy. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Many thanks to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Members in good standing include Anna, Scott McGrath, and Mongoose. We want to thank our Rations and Adventuring Gear Tier 2, Highbrow Lubru, Ambrosia, Unknown, and Nightfall. If you want to become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and live stream the Rated RPG family, uh, if you will, go to Rated RPG Podcast and the link is there. You'll find everything. Lord Deputy Fail has really been flexing diplomatic muscle on behalf of Crow Island. I understand there are some uh, potential business investors who want to come to the island and open businesses. I don't know how the zombie dragon turtle thing is going to impact all that. I can't imagine that's going to like be a selling point. But anyway, Lord Deputy Fail made a public decree that they said something about expansion and infrastructure being the keys to the future. Anyway, something else happened recently on Crow Island. You've been hearing about the wizard Weary. He's been doing all these experiments with his magical livestock racing contraptions. Well, the results have been so impressive that a title has been bestowed. The Wizard Weary, Duke of Lux. Yeah, I hear he's, he's been invited to the summer cottage of the Dukes, Turtle and Crow, for uh, tea and biscuits. So, welcome to the big time, Wizard Weary. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier folks, Jackson Wynn, Brian Smallberries, Super Justin 64, Spidey Mouse, and Sean Duncan. Uh, you guys are going to be on page two of the Merchant Harbor Gazette because the zombie dragon turtle is definitely on page one. Uh, finally, in some sad news, you might have heard there was a terrible incident up at the sawmill. Uh, Ray the Lazy Elf and Great White Spark 
were up there in the mountains, up near the tree line. They had gotten a job working with this dwarven lumber outfit. Anyway, uh, they were unloading the last of the day's logs onto the flume, you know, that takes them down the hill to the sawmill. And Ray the Lazy Elf suggested that they ride the last log down. Well, Lazy is his middle name. And unfortunately, they fell off the log. Uh, like, they just fell off the thing. And then a dire bear came up and tore them apart and ate them. And this isn't the first time we've dug through bear scat for our friends. And it won't be the last either, because you got to do that when your friends are in a bucket in the bucket of friends. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.